Get ready to rock out with your talk out. It's the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Welcome back once again. It is the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. We are coming back at you the rudest, the nastiest, but the sweetest, most lovable podcast on the entire internet. Is right here. You have found it. Consider yourself blessed. Kiss yourself one time. Good God. Mm. How did that make you feel? They want to bend them and damn like I got hot pants. So. Thanks. If you're wearing hot pants, let us know in the comments. Mm-hmm, yes, we please. are live. And I do believe I have comments enabled. I was told last week comments yeah, were not being approved or something. Uh, and I'm, we're looking comment. at our settings here, and I think yeah. that like everything, everything is supposed to be should be good. Should be good. So if you shoot me a uh, private message, Ooh, or if you have my cell phone number, text me and let me know if something's not working properly. But uh, yeah, we're back. We're live. We're going to have a really good time. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, two uh, guitar heroes. I think these guys are both mm-hmm. huge guitar heroes that I don't think get enough love. And I'll give you my reason for that in a little bit here, why we why we put these two guys together. But we're going to be discussing Neil Schoen and Richie Sambora. There you go. <clears throat> I've been calling him Richie Sambuca all day. That's, that's not, not his name. name. That's not his name. But that would be very cool if his name was Sambuca. Because that's, yeah, that that's cool. a fine liqueur. You see, very liqueur. much. Yeah, fine nice. liquor. What Liquor? Yeah, that's I, right. You know what they say, don't you? I hardly know her. What? Po- poker in the front, liquor in the rear. Or is it liquor in the no, front, no, poker dude, in the rear? It's the other way around. <laughs> Can I always get those two things mixed wow. up? But we are having well, once or twice you get it mixed up. You you get you usually straight. know, usually know, because you come up and you and your face looks like you just got done eating a chocolate uh, cake. Then you know <laughs> that you got liquor That's, in the front, uh, wow. poker in the rear mixed up. So oh, you know, my. okay. It only takes one time, Mister Pittsburgh, doesn't it? That's I'm. That's what I'm saying. You figure it out. This up a little bit. We're gonna rock and roll here. We're yeah, gonna we party are. all night, red rock and roll, and whatever that song says about something. About the people. Rocking in the Kiss rolling. figures into the conversation tonight as well. Mm-hmm. Kiss is everywhere, right? Like yes. they kiss, you know. Yes. So you know they're gonna be involved they're, in this yeah, as well. So forever uh, and ever, absolutely. Yes. So uh, hey. rockrageradio.com. Download the free app. Uh, we love. We are. That is where we are live. We are live in the uh, Rock Rage Radio mm-hmm, Live mm-hmm. Facebook group. Uh, they set this up just for us. No, they did not. That was nice of them. Um, yeah, no, <laughs> but we are, yeah, so we do that and you can, uh, how would you find out more about this lives and get keeping up and stuff like that? You want to go to our website, Ludini rock and roll circus.com and uh, check out all the things we have. there. all uh, back podcasts. We have a lot of cool shit there. Uh, we even have some merchandise if you're so inclined. Mm-hmm. So that helps us out as well. Uh, but it also gives you access to our private Facebook group where you find out about all the cool little fun things that we do, yes. all the lives and deads and things that we do. So check that out at Ludini Rock and Roll Circus dot com, and uh, don't forget to patronize our good buddy Chris Thunderwolf Dotson, uh, Wolf's Customs for your uh, uh, custom artwork done on your mm-hmm, musical instruments. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now um, we have a lot. Uh, we have a few things we want to discuss. Sure. I need to grab some links that I I 
started to do, and then we started talking. And, okay. Um, can you kind of maybe tell the kids yeah. at home, get, maybe regale them with some uh, story, story of, of your of your exploits? Yes, definitely. So, <clears throat> just in case you people are wondering if I'm the only weird one in my family, uh, my oldest child, Jess, moved back to Pittsburgh a bit ago, and they've been living with their grandmother, but it's time to find their own place, right? So, my daughter, Megan... Um, has a friend who has rental properties and Megan like checks them out every now and again, found one literally a block away from where Jess works so they could walk to work from where they, for this new place. And so, uh, my daughter contacted this lady and, um, she, oh yeah, I'll, you know, I'll show it to your, uh, your brother. So, uh, Megan started doing some research about this place. Okay. Because it's down in Finleyville, and it has kind of a famous history to it. And the history is um, somebody killed themselves in that house. Oh, boy. Many moons ago, and it sat vacant for many moons. And then my daughter's friends bought it and renovated it. Now they want to rent it out. So uh, my oldest, Jess, uh, contacts them. (laughs) Says, yeah, I might be interested in one of the apartments in that house. And Megan's friend is like, um, there's something I, I need to tell you about this. You know, I don't need, to, I'm not legally obligated to tell you, but I just want to tell you. And my oldest kid's like, oh, you mean about the murder? He goes, matter of fact, I'll actually take that apartment. <laughs> well, like, this yeah, is the one who was into the, yeah, the haunted houses. houses yeah, said, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'm like, that's right up just as that. That's right? one of those. That's the beginning of one of those horror movies where people are like, yeah, I'm not afraid, and you know, I'll take it. And then they find yeah, out like, oh god, right? horrible. Then their lives are ruined. And- yeah, exactly. But I thought that was kind of cool. I'm like, yep, that's that's my kid. Um, their first car was a hearse. I told my daughter, I think maybe it's time for Jess to get the hearse again. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh, that's crazy. Uh, oh, good news there, good, Lou. Good, good news. news. Good news. <clears throat> so. Uh, as our listeners may know, I had some health issues and uh, had to cut back, had to scale down on my work hours just because, you know, I was healing up from the surgery and all that good stuff. Um, so my, I'm feeling pretty good now. I'm looking good, Lou. I feel good. I'm looking no, good. No, 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 but I would now. Matter of fact, let me no kiss. Good. I'm going to kiss myself. Yeah, that was nice. Anyway, so, <laughs> um, so I've been feeling better, but they really haven't been able to give me the hours. And I'm like, ah, oh, that really bites because hey, Lou gave me that block Lou, a fucking Lou, hours. Lou, what? You, you know me, right? I, I like to buy stuff. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so my uh, stuff. Yeah. So my head chef today, she's like, hey, you know anybody looking for a job? Chef. My head. It, no, it's not that kind of chef. It's, it's the head chef, not the head chef. <laughs> Did I put the accent on the wrong syllable? Yeah. Anyway. But um, so she's like, do you know anybody looking for a job? We just had two cooks quit. And I'm like, "Uh, you know, I'm here. If only there was somebody in the organization. Yeah, right. (laughs) Right? So I told her, look, I'm feeling better. Please give me more hours. So hopefully I'll be getting more hours at work, Lou. That means more money and that means more gear. So... Okay, that's looking, good. Looking good, very, good, good. Very excited. Yes. <sighs> I'm excited for you. Thank you. I can feel the excitement. In deep the in my gullet. D- deep in my well. Something. Hello. Deep in Pittsburgh walk in my poop hole. In your what? Deep in the old poop hole. <laughs> the old poop hole. <sighs> okay, so they're speaking of the poop hole. Yes. <laughs> okay. So, um, 
<clears throat> let's see, where shall we? Where shall? Oh, first of all, so I had to take a nap because my cat <laughs> had to take a nap. My cat woke me up at four o'clock this morning. Welcome to my world. I was like, I think I woke up because briefly, you know how you do, kind of you might turn, rolled over, bro, and I was uh, dozing back off, and I heard meow, 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 like very sad, yeah, yeah. Oh. meowing from outside. Oh. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Well, this cat likes to go outside. Before yeah. you all start, no, no, no. That yes, animals can can't live outside. Animals can live outside. It wasn't like, like bitter, <laughs> you know, sub-zero temperatures. You know, it was like in, the, it was like in the twenties, maybe thirties. Sure. <clears throat> you know, and this cat loves to be outside. I can't. I have a hard time keeping nope. this cat inside yep. sometimes. So she went. I was going to bed, and she insisted on going out. I'm like, I'm going to sleep. Uh huh. I don't That's know how no long I can make no. Here. Yeah, I don't make any promises. But when I heard that, I was like, okay. So mm-hmm. I was like, I knew that when I got up to go and open, get the cold air on my face and everything, sure. that uh, okay, sleep was probably not coming back. Yeah, and that's what oh. happened. So, and on top of that, I had a hard time getting to sleep that night, oh, the first time. Yeah. So, like, I'm working on like two and a half hours of sleep at this point. Wow. And so I was tired. So I took, a, I, t- I had a little, I had to have a little lay down. Um, yes, yes. Sometimes you need that nap. Yeah, you know. Sure. Sorry, sorry. This is old people problems. Yeah. <clears throat> and then my OPP. And my Gulliver's froze. I know. I hate oh, when goodness. that happens. Oh, but um, yeah. So um, that was my night last night. But Lovely. I wanted to, Mr. Pittsburgh and I were talking yes. um, before we started. Um, we were at Star Wars. Um, <clears throat> so I found I came across a fun fact about um, that the scene mm-hmm. where they're watching the readout for the Death Star. They're right. talking, you know, you know, yes. you're going to go down to, you're going to cruise along this trench. Yes, in, yes, right, right. the briefing, yes. So I found out a couple things about that. Uh-huh. First of all, the trench is not the trench around the middle of the Death Star. The Death Star has multiple trenches. Wow. And this is another trench. Okay then. Okay, so it's yeah, not, yeah, it's not the it's big, not that, it's the, not the big, big one you trench, see. You know where it's not <clears> the equator. <throat> like it's like on the equator. It's, yeah, but it's not the equator. That the trench he goes down. Yeah, right. Um, also, so Luke reunites with his two friends, Biggs and Wedge. Right, Wedge and Tilly's. Is that the name? Wedge the name? Wedge. Yeah. Wedge, no, Wedge, no, 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 no. What's Wedge's last name? I thought it was. Uh, no, 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 no. Captain Antilles was the. Um, right. Hold a second here. What is Wedge's last name from Star Wars? Wedge Antilles. That is his name. Oh, look at that. that is thank, you. <clears throat> thank you. Thank okay, you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you no, Google. No, no, thank you. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so, um, well, so Wedge Antilles, right? Right. And well, he's, what is he? Red what? Oh, I don't know. Well, that's the one that keeps talking and, and the other right. Cut the chatter, Red 3, or whatever he says. Yeah. <clears throat> so... It's the guy who gets told to mix it. Okay. But we're talking. So check this out. So then there's that scene yeah. where he's like, you know, the your target is only two meters wide. Right. And two meters. Um That's that, impossible. That's a, that's gonna be impossible or whatever. Yeah. That character, that is Wedge as well. Oh it's two different actors. Really? And I cannot remember exactly why huh. that happened. Yeah. But those scenes, none of those stuff, none of that stuff was filmed. Um, oh, bad gas! Sorry about that, guys. Um, oh, they- 
So, um, excuse me. Yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. So, but that is Wedge. Interesting. That's Wedge Antilles as well, even though it's played by it's played by two two separate actors. Uh, that see, I didn't know that. I yeah. thought I knew everything. I've yeah, seen I, every um, documentary. Blah blah blah. But oh, that's quite yeah, interesting. Yeah, a lot of people because that's one of those. Que- it was something like ten questions that everybody asks about Star Wars uh-huh. or something like that, and. Um, I just wanted to see if there might be a wiki page on Wedge Antilles. Well, I don't know if you know this. I do know the names of the two actors. Okay. Um, uh, Antilles, uh, Wedge 1, Dick York. Wedge 2, Dick Sargent. Yeah, so. Wedge (laughs) 1. Are we going to be able to pull out at that speed? Are we going to be able to pull out in time? That's that's, that's, that's Biggs. (laughs) That's Biggs, yeah. Biggs. Biggs. He said the same thing when Biggs and Wedge left. <laughs> but they were talking about like um <clears throat> like why doesn't like uh, why why doesn't C3PO seem to know who Princess Leia is? Right. Well, they well, there a, is. It's 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 talked about in one of the books that he's that he was programmed to protect her identity at all costs. Okay, and so he wasn't sure. going to say, "Oh that. yeah, that's Princess Leia." Remember when the, the hey, hello, comes Princess goes, Leia? Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. He was like, he was like, I believe she was somebody of importance on our last. Yeah, mission, he you can't know? be divulging. He signed a uh, non-disclosure uh, form. Right when he got on the <laughs> yeah. uh, blockade runner, and um, now You'll some of the some, safe with me. Some, some of these things, some <laughs> of these things are kind of feel a little crowbarred in, but they did go back in the novels and explain the R two D two. Why? Why? What was up with Ben Kenobi not recognizing R2D2? Yes, that's he should have my question. R2-D2 that's well. my question. <clears throat> yeah, actually, should have recognized C three PO because. Right, he was well. That, wasn't C3PO did he have all the, his skin? No, he didn't have the gold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't but, remember every droid universe. Right. Well, that's what they said. They talked about how like R two D two is very specific. Exact, but but he had other R two mm-hmm. droids, and one was destroyed during a battle. Okay, and he acted very kind of cavalier about it. Yeah, you know, dis- so it was like it's you know, not just another droid. Right. Exactly, just another yeah. droid. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, anyways, we're nerds. Yeah, we're, so we're Star Wars. Where's all the girls it? at? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just making sure. I'm not. I'm saying. actually following it. The other thing is too that's going on. So we were we got asked to leave. Um, what the uh, extreme concert? You know, we were too extreme for extreme. Yeah, we were we so were there and everything. Go. And they're like Lily. They left Lily alone yeah, though. L- she's L- there. L- Lily. They said Lily can stay because because she's got nice boobies. Yeah. Me, me, and uh, Ludini, we do not have nice. We don't have boobies. nice boobies. I'm sorry, we weren't allowed to stay. So. No, so those we're not of you at the extreme. extreme concert. <clears throat> hey, right. speaking of concerts, Cheap Trick and Heart are coming to town. Cheap Heart. Heart that should trick. be the name of the thing. Yeah, but I've already got tickets. I'm like, I like watch. I like Cheap Trick. That Rick Nielsen. Where's that going to be? <sighs> it's gonna be stage, like at a fairground or is something. It stage AE, maybe or no? It might be P- it's PPG. They get that. They're gonna yeah. be PPG. Yeah, they'll probably section it off. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah. Like when I saw Quiet Riot there years ago, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wow, they're playing the arena. You get there, it's like one quarter yeah, of the arena. Yeah, You're they're like, playing. Oh. Um, they're playing in the bathroom. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, cool. All right. 
Yeah, I'm not going to any of that. Um, okay. I just, yeah, no, I'm not really interested in paying the kind of, uh, tickets seem really high, and I don't want to watch it on television. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, you know, exactly. like Aerosmith was cool. I went because it was, fr- I got a free ticket. Noise. And, but I'm like, we watched it on TV. <laughs> like, yeah, you that's know, the like, only thing. Wait a minute, and I, couldn't yeah. I stay home? <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Watch that's why I'm hoping they section off PPG. <laughs> but, um... So, anyways, uh, this week, uh, quick shout out, RIP to Toby Keith. Yeah. Those of you who do not, know, it's everybody. I think knows who Toby oh, Keith sure. is, even if you're not yeah, a country music fan. Yeah, you're like, oh, Toby Keith. Okay, yeah. The song that I was most familiar with. Oh, that's great. Um, mm, sorry, try it again. Computer. computer. Oh, computer oh, magic. Computer. Uh, the song that I was most familiar with because I had to learn it. For in the saddle was uh-huh. beer for my horses, <clears throat> but um, he was a um, American country music singer, songwriter, record producer, and actor. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, he was. Yeah, he goes back. He goes back to the nineties. Yeah, uh, with uh, one of his chart topping debut, or one of his biggest hits was uh, "Should Have Been a Cowboy." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, pull my chain, unleash, shock and y'all. I remember when shock and y'all came out. It came out around the time that of the one of the, the second Gulf War was shock and all. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. I remember. You know? that. And he was a you know he was kind of sure. outspoken kind of person. Today he probably would be canceled. Um, probably. But he released 19 studio albums, two Christmas albums, five compilation albums. Wow. Totaling worldwide sales of 40 million albums. Charted 61 singles on the Billboard Hot Country Songs charts, including 20 number number one hits and an additional... A 22, a, a 22 additional top 10 hits. Wow. His longest lasting number one hits are Beer for My Horses, mm-hmm. Do It With Willie Nelson, As Good As I Once Was, uh, both mm-hmm. six weeks each. Keith uh, was awarded the National Medal of Arts by President Donald Trump mm-hmm. in a closed mm-hmm. ceremony alongside Ricky Skaggs in January 2021. Wow. So uh, uh, rest in peace, my friend. Yes, he yes. was ill. Okay. No, this yeah. was not like, you Suddenly know, he didn't choke on, he yeah. didn't choke on vomit. No, thank God. You know, there's a character. There was not anymore, but there was a character on South Park. Oh no, Miss Chokes on Dick. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. I think it's. Uh, I love it when the little kids go, Miss Chokes on Dick. <laughs> so I think it's Ukrainian, isn't it? That's a, a, a Ukrainian name. Yeah, some kind of Eastern European. Yes, yeah. yes. Miss Chokes. On wow. And uh, one more bit of happy news. The. Um, oh. No, not Mr. Oh. T. <laughs> oh, that's... But Carl Weathers passed away. Yes. Uh, American actor, director, gridiron football linebacker. Sure. His roles included Apollo Creed in the first four Rocky films. Uh, Colonel uh, Al Dillon in Predator. Oh, that's right. He's in Predator with yeah. uh, Ani. Uh-huh. Chubbs Peterson in Happy Gil. Oh, that's right. Yes, yes, sure. Did you see the TikTok where somebody took the, the thing with him playing the piano? Playing the Carpenter song, and he's because he dies in the movie. And they played that oh. thing. And they were sort of doing a little tribute to Carpenter. Yeah. It was it was sweet. I didn't it was, see it, that it, one, yeah. it, it brought a tear to my eyes. <clears throat> uh, Combat yeah. Carl and the Toy Story franchise <clears throat> did all kind of shit. Yeah, um, lots of shit. Lots of shit. He even became part of Star Wars. That's right. So. um 
long storied uh, career. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, I came to know him originally as Apollo Creed. Exactly. And usually, whenever I would see him, I'm like, oh, it's Apollo Creed. Yep, yep. And that was the guy that That's beats a... Rocky's ass in the first movie That'll teach and then you. helps him. Yes. Eventually comes back and helps him after his yes. manager dies. After Burgess Meredith gets caught. I think a second, is it the third, second, or third movie? Oh, I don't remember. <clears throat> they all sort of ran together. I, I watched the three first three Rockies. Yeah. <clears throat> and that was enough. Yeah. You're like, okay, I'm done. I, yeah. I get it. I get it. Let me, okay, so we, uh, I mentioned that um, we, um, that I watched last week, that I watched the 18 movie. Right. And I, I just sort of mentioned Mr. T in passing here. Yes, yes. Do you know? Uh, that Mr. T never utters the phrase I pity the fool in the 18. He says it in Rocky 3. Really? Yeah, and he, but everybody But that's like his catchphrase and everybody's yeah. fool yeah. in 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 Exactly, in, but he in, never said he pitied them. But yeah, so it's very much like um Kirk never literally says Scotty beam me up. Right. Is everything okay? Yeah, I'm just watching us. Okay, okay. okay. We're handsome. <laughs> Them handsome devils. Uh, sweet devils. I just, I'm looking at Lily used to do that for us. She would like check the comments. Okay. Yeah, so that's kind of. I'm like, maybe right, if I do that. Right now, right now, there are two comments one from me and one from you. Yeah, I monitored them. They, they came out really you're good. Moni- you monitor. Well, if your comment went through and, and you're, yeah. in, you're signed in as you and I'm not. Yeah. I'm in as Rock Rage exactly. Radio. So it would, okay. Yeah, so we're so. good. We're good. Okay. Uh, anyways, let's get back to so. Uh, so what else? What else you got on your plate? So Carl and Toby. But, yes. Um, so um, I saw. Uh, well, first of all, happy birthday to Ru- the album Rumors turns four turned forty seven this week. Wow. Almost fifty years old. Wowzy, wow. The band Journey sure turned fifty. This wow. this this year, when they they were called um they were called something else, um before when they when they first when the four guys originally got together yeah. before they got Steve Perry I can't remember off the top of my head they were they had some different name and then with with in 1973 Golden Gate Rhythm Section okay and um, then they became about a year later they became Journey so Journey's 50 uh, but uh, yeah 47 wow. happy 47th birthday to the album Rumors by Fleetwood Mac this happy is a classic, birthday, rumors. Uh, album that just took the world by storm. Yes. And here's what happens when you do an album, when you make an album like that. Yep. It's very hard to follow, follow it up. up. Mm-hmm. And I think that Fleetwood Mac, like, is is as great of a band as they absolutely are. Yeah. That was a kind of, like, a blessing and a curse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Not every band can be Rush. And no. just, like, put out, like, Great right. records. Some records you like more than others. Just keep doing the fan base. Just yeah. keeps growing and growing and growing. Exactly. growing. These guys hit a giant, uh, you know, giant pinnacle here yes. in the in the what seventy whatever seventy seven. Yeah. If I yeah. could do if I could do math, you know. Yeah. Uh, and they've been sort of trying to like they they rode that way for a long time. They're still kind of riding that wave, sure, right? Sure. Um, and it's not that they haven't done great music since. Mm-hmm. It's just that, like, you that know, was it. That it was, was their, that was the they, time. It was the place. Like everything came together. It's like it's right. not always just about just the music. Exactly. Right. Um, speaking of music, yes. um, um, you Universal Music Group, United yes. Music Group. I Is think it's Universal. It's Universal. Universal, Universal Music yeah. Group uh, has pulled all their artists um, and all the music and has banned anybody using any UMG music on TikTok. Brilliant! They had a uh, they had a fight 
with TikTok. Well, I'm taking my music and going home. Right. They made $10 million on TikTok. Um, this past, in, in the past year. $10 million? They made $10 million. I believe they made $10 million. Oh, okay. Million. They made $10 million. And I will tell you this because I was uh, listening to Damian Keys talk about this uh-huh. uh, this week, and I left a comment. Um, I, I was, you know, okay, yeah, but they made but but they made ten billion uh, uh-huh. for the whole for the whole year for everything they did. Yes, so they were like TikTok, you know, you got to kick in the cash, and TikTok's like UMG, you're greedy motherfuckers. Uh-huh. Uh, it's gonna be interesting. TikTok is based in China, so. Um, you know, the Chinese are not shy about like taking any American entertainment, just taking it. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't give a fuck. Um, so <laughs> it's interesting to kind of see what's going to happen because what is ha- what the, the so I mean the music business is really just UMG now. They right. are the main yeah. record. Uh, a, a label entity out there right now. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, if you of an artist you know that's famous, you say their name, they're associated in some way, shape, or form with UMG. Exactly. Um, and if they can't, TikTok is the biggest thing for music right now. Sure. So if these artists have to leave TikTok, people aren't just gonna just follow them. People are already on TikTok. This mm-hmm, is the problem. Mm-hmm. This is the thing. I, I can't remember the uh, philosopher's name who talks about this. This guy's very smart. He's like a computer science guy. He does TED Talks. And on the top of my yeah. head, I can't remember him. But he talks about how, like, once this social media thing happened, it's, it is so addictive that people aren't, at least unless something else, something really changes, people aren't going to go back to the old way of doing oh, the exactly. internet. To the old way of doing the internet mm-hmm. where you went to, you looked it up on a website and everything right, like that. Right, like, right. It's got to be where they are. Yes. That's it. You like, you got to, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, people are on TikTok. You got to be on TikTok. You go to mm-hmm. where the people are. Like, trying to drag people away from a, um, a platform is really, really, really difficult. Just, to, just ask the people that are trying to promote, like, a, a Patreon thing. Um, right. I have a, um, I know a guy who's very successful and he brings everybody to his website and he, they're, they have their own, like platform interactive platform kind of okay. like, like a Facebook thing. yeah yeah you know what I mean but you have to be a paying member and everything uh-huh. and he's been able, but he got this thing going many 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 years ago okay okay and kudos to him for doing that it's really difficult to get people to get off of these platforms right so if an artist does something and gets like banned from a platform or whatever I mean UMG they take that like really They've got calc. They've got like calculations on how much money they're losing for every day you're banned right. from whatever exactly. TikTok or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's like it's crazy. It's not. I mean, it's crazy. It's the type of shit they have to think of. So then this got me thinking too about like you know how it's how mis- how it's interesting it is that like all ninety percent of musicians, ninety percent of actors, ninety percent of people in the entertainment industry seem to all have the same belief systems. And I'm just, this makes me go like, well, they have to because 
they're probably told like, <laughs> you know, if yeah. there's a politician, you say this about this politician, right. and you say that about that politician. Uh-huh. If there is some kind of social movement going on, this is your this is your opinion on it. Because like anything else, you could hurt your you could hurt, you hurt your brand, your, yeah, exactly. and that hurts us, and we need to make fucking money. Yep. Um, and before and, and I look, man, I don't like UMG or anything or big businesses like that. But you got to look at it from their point of view. They are putting out millions, yes. billions, maybe even millions at least to promote these artists. Mm-hmm. Okay, and we understand that artists are historically fuck ups. Yeah, you know, I mean, they get hooked on drugs, they do all kind of stuff. Um, interesting though, since we've gone to this system. You don't seem to hear about that as much, but don't you think that the artists today are much more tame? Like I like we're we're sure. gonna play um, Boy Genius later, um, and like I don't just mean their sound. Uh huh. I mean like their like lives. Right. Like like when I was a kid, when I if I if, okay if this was nineteen eighty. Right, you know, and Boy Genius was a Grammy winning. You know, that already be with you. Know, that already be all kind of stuff about who they were screwing, right? And like who's you know who's not paying alimony or the, all those. The, I believe these are all ladies, yes. but you know what I mean. Like, yeah, yeah. Who, you know, they'd be all they'd be. You know, this this one is we know is drunk and uh-huh, you know what exactly. I mean. Like, yeah, you know, this one crashed the car into the swimming pool and <laughs> and the whole thing. You know, you don't hear about stuff like that at all. No. At all, and I, I think that these kids are got at a really young age, and so they are look, gr- they're groomed. That's the way it's going to be. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I've made the quote about that song by Glenn Campbell many times. You know, there'll be a load of compromising on uh-huh. the road, road to my horizons, but I'm going to be where the lights are shining on me. Exactly. That is exactly, that's exactly what. It. That's exactly. It's about compromise, 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 compromise. You want to be you want to be big time, and especially in today's world, you know, you don't have no creative control. Nope. You do what they tell you. Mm-hmm. You're going to do mm-hmm. because they are. They've got the big money. There's no no more of that. You know, at least not right now. Those are the indie artists. Those are the people that are trying to you know make a living using a Patreon or something like Uh-oh. that. Oh, we're having some distortion here. What we'll the? We might be having a little. So you're. Well, we mic? have a. Check check check. We having a. No. Hold on. Yeah, I think it might be your mic. It might be that my cable. All right. All I'll right. Start, Sorry about I'll that. start. I'll stop grabbing it. You, you a grabber? I like to grab that cable. <laughs> Come on, baby, grab my cable. Maybe grab my cable, woman. So it's you know it's a, it's just people talk about how the music business has changed. I mean, it's like it, there isn't one thing, right? Mm-hmm. Right. It's a million things. It's like it's an octopus, a lot of different. Yeah, but so. but anyway, so anyway, so there's this thing. Ah, uh, there. We'll eventually work it out. Oh, because they have to. Yeah, I mean, I saw today yes. somebody playing the guitar and playing the solo to um, "Nationwide" by Bad. I'm nationwide. Yeah, yeah. By uh, uh-huh. you know, what I mean, like the music is on there. Like, right. right. So they're gonna they're gonna have to work something out. Uh, they will, but they're tav- they're having a lover's spat. Oh. Um, I saw two movies this week. I want to talk about um, the the first movie. I will just mention briefly. And I put a link to it in the show notes if you want to find out more about it. It's called The Beekeeper. Uh, it's the latest Jason Statham vehicle. It is um, 
check your brain at the door. Uh-huh. Um, my 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 sort of issue with that with this movie is that it gets very heavy handed at times when it's just a stupid action film. Okay. Like you could tell that they were kind of making they were making some very direct <laughs> yeah political points. Um, Boy, I want to spoil it for everybody because actually it's it's kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, but I'm gonna I'm not gonna do it because Don't you might want to say it. You might want to say it. Yeah. When you because the reveal as to who the real heavy in this is uh-huh. is when you when you see it and you see what's going on. You'll I think it's like a massive kind of. Yes. Let's put it this way. Uh-huh. Surprisingly, it's not a joke on Trump. Surprisingly, oh, okay. shockingly, oh. shockingly, I was, right. I was. It shockingly, it's not. Yes. I'll just leave it at that. But anyways, Jason Statham, it's very heavy-handed um, in that aspect. However, the action and everything is really good. You know, he delivers these little zingy one-liners. The only time it really is is kind of shitty is when they try to have serious. They try to tell you. Oh. You know what's right, yeah. Like, you know, and everything. You know, there's a couple, and there's a couple of speeches that get repeated like three or four times. I literally got up. I'm like, I've got to get something to drink. Like I've heard <laughs> the speech like three times now in this movie. Um, so all that type of shit, really. You know, and I, that is, is a kind of a turnoff. But Jason Statham is still a bad motherfucker, <laughs> and it is. It's cool. It's you know the action and all that is. It's cool. It's a you know. It's you know. I, I think you could tell it's a kind of a sort of uh, you know. You know, lone guy against uh-huh. you know the whole right. thing. You know, he's right. some kind of you know you, you know um, typical Jason Statham. Fan. I loved. I fell in love with Jason Statham. I didn't literally fall in love with Jason Statham, I, yes but I really. I, I, my introduction to Jason Statham was in the movie Snatch. You ever seen that? Yes, that's fucking great. He's in that fan fuck bike. He's fucking bike. <laughs> um, <clears throat> he's he's uh, and I was like, who is this guy? And um, and I lie and you know, but. Sadly, uh, he doesn't seem to get to do too many that have like those. Are, like that, that's a really like good, good, good movie. Even though it's very mm-hmm. action packed, very violent, you know, he ended up doing more things like the transport. And don't get me wrong, the transporter's fun. I got it. Yeah, you know, yeah. um, Crank and Crank Two sure. are fun. Yes, you know, they're fun movies. They're fun, but I mean, they're really like sh- like way the fuck over the top. You know, he beats people up in. In snatch, but like you know what I mean, it's grounded. It's right, like, you know, right, right. Um, but um, if you're into that sort of thing, you know, that's my sort of review. It's uh, you know, it's you know, hmm. mildly entertaining. Uh, so I want to talk about a movie though that I'm pretty sure most of you, within the sound of my voice, have never seen, let maybe never even heard of. Oh my, I'm intrigued. And that is a movie from 1994 called Cemetery Man. Oh. 1994 comedy horror film directed by Michel Sovi and starring Rupert Everett, Francois Hajé uh-huh. Lazaro, yeah. and Anna Falci. Alrighty. It was produced by Tilda Corsi and Johnny Ramoli. Hey, uh, based Ramon. on the novel by, Delam- by uh, the novel Della Morte Delamore. Mm-hmm. Uh, by Tiz- Tiziano Scalavi. Wow. Everett plays a beleaguered caretaker of a small uh, Italian cemetery who searches for love while defending himself from dead people who keep rising again. <laughs> I hate when that uh, interna- uh, It's an international co-production between Italy, France, and Germany. Um, it is no, it's not subtitled, so don't worry about that. It's all in English. Oh, good. Um, this is super... 
good. Mm. It's got great. It's very funny. There's a lot of great. It's one of those two where it's like the dialogue is written very, very well. Right. You know, it's like those movies. There's um. There used to be a time when like you listen to the dialogue, and that's where all the right. like. I'll be a great example. You, like yes. a movie is the uh, the Graduate. Uh-huh. That movie's fall down, gut bustingly hilarious. But you gotta listen to the dialogue. Exactly. Very insanely clever. Yes. Really, really good. This this is this is not as good as the graduate, but it has that type a of humor feel where it's like to it, where it's, yeah. yeah, it's done with some it's, you know, thought well, well thought out dialogue and, and, and things like that. If, especially given the premise mm-hmm. of, of of the whole thing. Um I it has I was kinda confused by the ending. I had to go look it up. Um it's a little out there couple hours long it's not like super long or anything like that the the set where this is filmed and i don't know if this is a movie i think some of it was probably a movie set some of it was probably location but stunning like like the nighttime scenes there's always like a mist okay you know, it's in a graveyard it really feels like sometimes you feel like okay i'm watching one of those peter cushing christopher right Lee right kind of kind of stories you know um Rupert Everett's fantastic. He's really good in this. Um, there's shades of Ash from the Evil Dead. There's a little, yeah, shades of the yeah. Evil Dead. There's some, okay. There's some like similar a little bit, but this is this isn't like over the top like that. Mm-hmm. This is you know more, you know a little bit more subdued. Although there is some over the top gore in it. It's um, really just. It's it's fun. It's it's really and it's a kind. It's a, it, I think it's highly rewatchable. I will definitely going to find it on um, DVD or Blu-ray or something. I hear that there's some. I hear that this is a movie that's hard to find. That even some of the like the, oh, okay. doesn't have good copies of it out right, there. Right, right. Like, pay a lot of money maybe okay. for an import or something. Yeah. Um, but it's really um, it really needs like a Criterion or something. Release, Release yeah. yeah, it's really. If you've never seen it, I highly recommend that you, yeah, that you watch it. It's, it's been. This has come up. This uh, this movie came into my awareness a year or two ago, and I was like, ah, oh, horror comedy, was, yeah, Dead Rising, yeah, 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 yeah. zombie, <laughs> blah, blah, yeah, I'm yeah, not blah, interested, blah, blah. you know. But it is a zombie movie, but you don't even think of it that because there, there's so much more going on with it. Mm-hmm. You know, that like is kind of incidental. Okay. Some, something like <laughs> No, I didn't know if I saw the cat over there. Okay. I didn't. But um, so I, I would recommend that you see Cemetery Man if you can find it. Oh goodness gracious! So let's talk about our featured. Yes. Now it's time for a featured presentation. Let's get right to it. The by the way, the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus is filmed before live studio audience. Uh huh. Just so you know. Okay. <laughs> um. So here was my thinking on this. Okay. Right. Journey ruled the rate the, the airwaves. Sure. From the late seventies to the early eighties. Right. Bon Jovi ruled the airwaves from the late eighties to like about nineteen ninety ninety one. Sure. Something like that, yeah, okay, that. yes. Both played a brand of like guitar driven pop rock, right. whatever you want to sure. call it. Yeah. You know, very radio friendly, but still rock. Still but a lot still of guitar. Still rock, yeah, exactly. You know, um, Radio friendly rock. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I see a sort of lineage with Neil Schoen to mm-hmm. Richie Sambora. I see a kind of a progression like these. He Richie in some ways is the next Neil. Okay. I yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see where I'm coming in that, from? in that context, yes. Yeah, in that context. Very much so. so um, 
Wait, Sorry. Yeah, we have. I have to replace the cable. Sorry about That's, that. Just have, you guys that was, just have that to was put all up me. He'll just have, we'll just have to put up with that it. Was all for me. Jay, when you hear, it's just me. Put put. You ever <laughs> playing put putt? I'm playing putt putt. Here now, pull my finger. That's interesting. Yes, Music yes. is being played on the guitar channel, and I don't know why. All right, that's oh, because everything got everything got disassembled and rerouted in the course good. of recording the drums for my band last week, and so it might take me six months to get it all. Yeah, back. get it all back. <laughs> but anyways, um, so I we're gonna start we're gonna start by talking about Mr. Neil Neil uh, Show. By the way, we we did mention that Neil Neil Sean is. Um, Journey is 50 years old. Neil Sean is not 50 years old. Neil, no, no, right? but Journey like in the is 70s. 50, yeah. um, but they are, they are, um, th- that band is 50 years old this year. Uh, uh, so, Neil Sean, 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 Sean? I Sean, I Sean, I Sean, Sean. Both of his parents were musicians. His dad mm-hmm. taught a bunch of lessons. I believe his mother um, was, um, she was, she was some kind of vocalist. So, and they were very, you know, music. They're right. really into music, so they encourage him to play and everything. Okay. He picked up the guitar at ten years old. Um, they had moved at some point from Oklahoma to Southern California. Okay, and, good move, <laughs> especially for their son. So, um, at fifteen years old, fifteen folks, he drops out of school to go on tour with Santana. However, what a lot of people do not know is. He was asked to join Derek and the Dominoes. See, I did not know that. <laughs> and um, two different sources. Yeah, that is that. That's it. That's why I don't use a cable. Oh, no, see, that's why you don't use it. Um, <laughs> but um, kids don't use this cable at home. We're so professionals. Immediately throw that in the garbage. Yeah. But right. um, so, yeah. So he had his choice. Um, between Eric Clapton or Santana. That's crazy. At 15 years At old. 15 years old. Yeah. Yeah. I found oh, a um, video online on YouTube. Uh-huh. I don't even know what's going on. Somebody had a camera and video recorded him, you know, with with, with what I think his manager. And there's a bunch of other guys. Like, there's like TV people. Around. It's in black and white. It's very grainy. Okay. And they're all joking around. And it's like, it looked like it was from TV, but then... His manager drops an f bomb, and I'm like, I don't think he would be on TV in the yeah, 70s yeah. and early no, 70s. No. You know what I mean? I don't know what it was from. Maybe something they ended up not using, or they were uh-huh. raw footage that were going to bleep or whatever. But right. it surfaced, and he is about 15, 16 years old. Wow. He's just a kid. Did he have the fro? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the huge yeah. fro. Hey, O'Neill. So who says you have to stay in school? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um. There was um, a side project that he got involved in right out of Santana, uh-huh. I believe called Azteca. But um, the reason he ended up doing any of this at all was because he became friends with Greg Raleigh. Okay. Now, some of you may or may not know who Greg Raleigh is. This is someone we talked about this many years ago on the podcast. We talked about bands who switched lead singers, and when mm-hmm. they did, they became a much more successful group. Exactly, yeah. Journey is one of those groups. The original singer for Journey was Greg Raleigh. Okay. Okay. He's the key, he was the, the keyboard player. Mm-hmm. He was also the keyboard player in Santana. 
Interesting. He plays. He's in the Woodstock video. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Um. So he's the one that introduces Neil to Santana. Uh huh. And this is this is how this all, you know, the rest, as they say, is history. Is history. Yeah. So um, these guys start their own. Decide to start their own group. Carlos, you know, was famous for switching things up with the band a lot. Mm-hmm. Worked with a lot of different, um, worked with a lot of different vocalists mm-hmm. over the years. Um, he never sang. This is really interesting about him. Oh, but yeah, he never, yeah. Doesn't you're sing. Right. Never, never sang. Him, Robin Trower doesn't sing. Jeff Beck doesn't sing. Mm-hmm. But anyways, um, so. They start this group journey. It is a kind of, you know, spacey rock jam out, almost kind of progressive mm-hmm. kind of thing. And um, finally, you know, they, they're like, now we want to be like, so they had to what, what a lot of people would later called the Metallica syndrome. They wanted to be on the radio. Uh, yes. You know what I mean? They were, um, we they were, touring. Heard. they were, they had, they were connected and they were assigned to a label and they were putting out, they were putting out records. So they were getting on tours. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. As opening acts and they were doing okay. They, they, uh, Leonard Skinner took them out on tour. Oh, wow. Um, and everything. But it was, um, at some point they were, they, they eventually got to the point where, like, we want to have hits. Like we want to be on the radio. Exactly. And, um, they met. Uh, Neil and uh, met Steve Perry, mm-hmm. and and then that turns Journey into Journey as we know Journey. Sure. And then they go. You go through the catalog. You know all mm-hmm. the great mm-hmm. songs. Lights, any way you want it. Um, love and touch and squeeze and sure. All these great things. Um, uh, Neil um, is um, also wrote or co-wrote a lot of the the music for for journey he's like a, oh okay yeah yeah you know, he's not just mean. like you know like a, oh, like just like I'll a gunslinger guitar. guitar player yeah right, you know he's right. a you know he's a he's a he's a songwriter um for sure um he is a uh, giant guitar collector as well has uh, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of guitars that he started, I and I and I remember this. I don't know. This could be seven, eight, maybe even ten years ago. He started auctioning off. I remember him auctioning I them remember off on, that. on Facebook because I follow when I when Facebook first started came on. There were some people who were celebrities who actually like that was their own Facebook account. Yeah, and I got to be I requested Neil. I thought I requested Neil Sean. You know when he first signed on, and I've. We've been so-called friends on Facebook yep. ever since then, and that's that's how old I am. <laughs> but he was, and I and I remember when he started auctions. I actually met, I actually made a comment like, "Dude, are you like getting out of playing?" Or it's like everything okay? right, he goes, right? Oh no, 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 no. Great, I'm doing excellent. It's just you know, I'm just cycling them back out. You know, I you know, I have so many and and everything like that. And I don't want anything posted. Like I don't want anybody to think like you know something wrong. Oh. You know. Um, I, I can't I can't imagine. Wait a minute, no. I, I was gonna say I can't imagine that, but how many guitars have I bought, sold, traded over the years? So yeah, I yeah. Can't. I mean, he's you know, I mean, you're not talking like I'm not talking you're not talking twenty guitars. You're probably you're talking hundreds of guitars. I think he's got like I think he's like in the Joe Walsh category right. of like right. he's got lockers 
all around Southern California. Probably. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the Joe Walsh in there. He's yeah. got so much gear, he doesn't even know what he has. There could be guitars that people are looking for, like certain certain serial numbers of something that they can't find, uh-huh. and Joe Walsh has it. Yeah. Probably. Oh, yeah, yeah, I got that. Yeah. <laughs> He's in a locker somewhere. When he dies and they open up all the shit, they're like, oh, uh-huh. God damn it, here was that. There's that guitar. Strat, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, uh, Neil Sean is one of those guys. He's really into it. Um, he has signature models with, like, two very mm-hmm. top prestigious guitar brands, both Gibson and PRS. Yes. And I was giggling at myself because I always... Neil Sean, let me first say, is one of my is one of my heroes. One of my absolute favorite guitar players. Just isn't a Neil Sean anything that I don't like. Right. Uh, he's just great. Yes. Everything about him I love. His, I think his, his tone's amazing. His playing's amazing. His songwriting is amazing. I'm huge fan of Journey and all his other bands. I love Bad English and Hardline mm-hmm, and all those things. Mm-hmm. Um, but he is probably, him and Alex Lifeson are probably the guys that <laughs> oh, broke no. Paul Reed Smith. Because Paul Reed Smith was like, I'm never putting... A Floyd Rose on one of my guitars. It's never going to happen. Yeah. Yep. Now it's Floyd Rose tremolos on a lot of PRSs. Mm-hmm. And it's probably because of Neil These two and guys, Alex. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Because those guys come along and they he, they want you to make guitars for them. Yeah. And they're, you know, and he knows, I mean, Paul Ray Smith, above, and every, above me on anything else, he's a businessman. Mm-hmm. Sure. He knows. And the reason his guitar, he became so successful is because he sold a guitar to Santana. Exactly. He got, he got, yep. By selling it to him, he got Santana sold on the guitar. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that was the thing that really exploded him. Yes. After that, I remember like the Doobie Brothers and all kind of people were playing Everybody's them. playing them. And, yeah. um, but he, he was, he probably was smart. He probably knew like if Neil Schoen and Alex Lifeson play my guitars, like I'm, mm-hmm. how many guitars mm-hmm. am I going to end up fucking selling? Exactly. And the, okay, they want a fucking okay. Floyd Rose. All okay. Right. I'll put it you on. know, um, Gibson the same way. Gibson has their models and has Floyd Rose um, tremolo systems on them. Uh, Floyd Rose tremolo system is, uh, you know, this is an influence from Eddie Van Halen. Mm-hmm. And it all comes back to Eddie Van Halen, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Um, uh, Neil's uh, influences. He's very much influenced by er, by the like the blues veterans, the the, Fred, sure. the, the, the three kings, uh, Freddie King, BB King, and um, Ernest. Not Ernest King, <laughs> Albert King. Ernest. Ernest. Hey, Ernest. Hey, Ernest. That's his brother's Ernest. Um, <laughs> Ernest plays the blues. Uh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> but uh, no, Albert King. He was you know all, he was in the all, Buddy Guy, all of that, mm-hmm. and um, as well as being a big fan of. Clapton, Beck, right, the early uh, Hendrix, and of course Santana. Yes, Santana was a big influence on him as well. Yes. Um, as I mentioned, he has he did some other projects. Yes, he did. And and he, he even has solo things. He did something with Sammy Hagar. I mean, he's done a lot. Oh, of stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's all over the place. But um, he's also a member of the Oklahoma and Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. How about that? The Oklahoma Music Hall of Fame and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. There you go. Um, he, uh, but Bad English was a group that he did with uh, John Waite from the Babies. I remember. And then John yes. Waite was also a successful solo artist in mm-hmm, and of his own mm-hmm. right. So those two guys kind of teamed up when the Journey thing kind of... Journey had its moment, dude. Like they were... They, yep. Like yeah. The biggest band up. in the freaking world. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? And for, you know, I don't know, six, seven years, something like that, that you don't... Not every band... Can be the Stones. No, 
Not every band can be Metallica. Last for <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. You know, um, not every band can be U two. U two went a long time before they became. You know, now they're a Vegas act. Mm-hmm. Um, you literally, yeah, literally, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they're in Vegas. That's whatever. I, you yeah. know, God bless look, them. They're older God dudes. Bless like, what they? You know, they're not. You know, that's right. Um. So, uh, so anyway, so bad English, and then he did the band Hardline. Uh, which I really, I really love. Oh that. yeah, I did too. Yeah, that, 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 that the, those were great bands. So, enough talk. Let's go through sure Neil's best solos. Okay, I found this awesome guitar player on YouTube who plays, who has created an awesome compilation uh-huh. of um, of these solos. Here, let me see if I can get this page to load properly. I want to say the gen- the gentleman's name. I'm I'm going to attempt this. Okay, good luck. <laughs> Nacho de dos largos. Nacho de Nacho de dos largos. Wow, I was I was just practicing it because this guy's really good. When you hear this guy, you're gonna be like, "This guy's bad motherfucker." Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so and he and it's so it can be hard. Hmm. Um. Maybe that's the name of the channel because here's uh, Ignacio Torres. Oh, I think the, I think this you're is right. the name of the channel. Yes. I think this Ignacio Torres is the, the guitarist. Guitar okay, um, now we but got it. Um, he also has this. He also has the same, the exact same thing with Richie Sambora. Oh, so you'll really? See what he's going to do here. Okay. He's going to play nonstop, just the solos. Uh huh. Okay, so let's go ahead. I'm going to turn off this other uh, music over here, so we don't. Is this it? Yep. There we are. All right, let's so get check, check, solos. Check, check this out, man. This, guy, right. this guy's good, go. but but you when you hear Neil's solos, you're gonna be like you're like you're gonna be really blown away. What a great guitar player! Yeah, yeah. You're gonna have forgotten. Here we go. Ask alone. Flourish right there wow. that he did. He does that on a lot. He, that's yeah, that signature that's thing. That's his thing. Yeah. Okay, this is it, guys. I mean, we jump, we're getting right into Don't Stop Believing. This was a song, too, that um, the record label heard it. And the second, the, the, they sing a verse. Uh-huh. They don't do a chorus. They, they do a verse guitar solo. And the label is like, whoa, 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 wait a minute here. Yeah, what's going on? You here? can't, and then you make, the, you have to wait the entire song to get to the, to, to get, you have to wait the entire song to get to the chorus. Yeah. At the very end. It's a, it's a different thing. Yeah. But it's a fucking anthem. Yeah. Only the young. Yeah. 
something like pentatonic licks at the end, mm-hmm. that, which he doesn't do a lot of. Usually it's these like singing. Right. Uh, kind of like, l- we'll continue on here. Separate ways. That vibrato. You could yeah. throw a cat through that vibrato. Wow. <laughs> when you love a woman. Mm-hmm. Now, okay, uh, for those of you who are who are just listening, um, First few there were all played on a white last call. Right. No, no right. whammy bar. This is a is that an Mechanic A. Yes. Thank you, brother. Love you guys. Thank you for uh, throwing in a comment at us. Go tell your friends something to come back. We're, we're, we're rocking out some Neil Schoen. <laughs> All right, so... Faith, of oh, course. Of course, yes. Now, yes. Re- interesting fact. Faithfully was the bigger hit. Um, uh, Don't Stop Believing only went to number three. Oh, really? They were frustrated. They couldn't get it to number one. And it was like a kind of, you know, but then. Then. It it built all this momentum over uh-huh. the decades. It is considered like one of the absolute greatest mm-hmm. pop songs like ever written now. Yeah. And it's in so many. It it is. It ha, it's the most downloaded song of all time. Is it really? Yeah. Wow. Again, what he does is so brilliant is he's like, we talked last week when we were talking about the guitar solos and I talked about some ones where they play the melody of the song, like uh-huh. it smells like Teen Spirit. He's creating an alternate melody that's just as yeah. fucking good as what Steve Perry would sing. In fact, at the end of this thing, Perry, at, at the end of this solo, if you remember correctly, Perry comes in and, and they're kind of playing, they yeah, play, right, play right. off each other. And that's a blues lick that he's yeah. using though melodically. It's really, yep. really well done. Yeah. 
right? Mm-hmm. Like, what a beast. I'll be all right without you. This song always reminded me of something Toto would do. It's got that kind of oh, Toto, yeah, kind of all the yeah. key, cool kind of jazzy mm-hmm. kind of chord progression. Well, then I really like how they did this with this video. Yeah. It's super convenient for us. <laughs> exactly. Okay, this was the probably the first solo that made me aware <clears throat> of who he was and uh-huh, what he was doing. Uh-huh. This is any way you want it. This really takes me back. Let's check this out.
little wee bit here. I think there's one more one I kind of. Yep, here we go. Oh, yeah. And then, second solo. Uh huh. One more. Oh, the outro. That's right. Yes, the outro yes. is right And he's, we switched the Ibanez here. Uh-huh. That vibrato, Jesus. Uh-huh. I think that, I, as I was uh, listening to this today, I listened yeah. to this twice today because it's so good. Um, I think that you could say that Neil Schoen is a kind of sped up David Gilmore. Yeah. It's so melodic. I mean, uh-huh. like, it's like some of the solos, like, you know, a lot of like the stuff, he's not afraid to let it breathe. He just, you know, play a phrase, wait, you know, bring the neck, you know, mm-hmm. very. This, but this is just like, him tearing shit up. This channel also has a similar thing, a tribute to Steve Lukather. Yeah. That could be fun to oh, check out at cool. some point. Yeah. Okay, so, Neil Schoen, the, what, right. what can you say? Yes. It's like a, just a total beast. Um, Richie Sambora. Okay. Um, Richie Sambora came back from Los Angeles all dejected because he auditioned for Kiss. <laughs> Didn't make it, huh? Did not get in. Did not get in with Kiss. And, you know, I was just really kind of hoping uh, that he could do it. <laughs> But luckily, back in New Jersey, yeah. his good buddy Alec John Such was playing with this guy. Maybe a couple, couple of people may have heard of him, John Bon Jovi. Um, he's from Jersey. Is he from Jersey? Yeah. I might have, okay. uh, maybe. So John, he says, I want you to come down. He says, come down to the show. Hang out with us. You know, I'll introduce you to John. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you know, so we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, Dave Sabo, who went on sure. to be in um, Skid Row, yep. was actually the guitarist at this time. And I don't know exactly know what the situation was. If John was disappointed in, in Dave, or they weren't working out, or, or yeah. Dave was just like he was looking to do something else. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we, we don't. I don't know what the story is there. But Dave, uh, Sa- Dave the Snake Sabo was the uh, guitarist, um, and. Um, Richie was so blown away by Bon Jovi's charisma; he had never seen anything like it. When he, when Alec John, Alec John Such took him backstage to introduce him, uh-huh. like he like lost his mind and like <laughs> literally went down on one knee and was like, "If you ever need a guitar player, like I want to play Let with me you. Know. You're so good. I'm like, yeah. like a total fanboy kind of yep, like moment." Yep. And John thought this guy was like really weird, and <laughs> but Dave. Was leaving the band and he called. He called um, uh, Richie and and said, "Why don't you come down and jam?" And they ended up being together for what thirty years yeah, or something right? crazy. They were, you know. Um, so uh, uh, Richie's um, Richie has a, a distinctive look. 
Yes, he does. And he's had a similar look since he's gonna come out. And his his two heroes are Johnny Cash and Stevie Ray Vaughan. Okay. And so his wanted his look to be a oh yeah okay yeah a cross yeah I can Johnny see it Cash now yeah and Stevie Ray Vaughan. All right, absolutely. Um, one of the you know the the band's you know biggest album is mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Slippery When Wet sure. sold twenty eight million. million copies wow. i should pull up a little um on that slippery be careful when you type that into the what does that mean i don't know i'm just messing up slip there it's slippy when wet slippy <laughs> third studio album by american rock band bon jovi released on in 1986 by mercury records that's all gone yep. um it was produced by Bruce <clears throat> Fair, uh, Fairbairn, Fairbairn, and recording sessions between January and July of 1986 Six. at Little Mountain Sound in Vancouver. Mm, a fairy. The album features many of uh, Bon Jovi's best-known songs, like You Give Love a Bad Name, Living on a Prayer, and Wanted Dead or Alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, the album has been called the album that... Uh, turned heavy metal into radio-friendly pop format, mm-hmm. and is also the uh, also commonly seen as a breakthrough for "quote unquote" hair metal. Mm-hmm. Uh, "Slippery When Wet" was an instant commercial success, spending eight weeks at number one on the U.S. Billboard chart, uh, and was named uh, by Billboard as the top-selling album of 1987. It, um, yes, let me just cl- clarify something. Yes, yes, they said that. But that's because that's what they sold. Right. You know what I mean? It wasn't like an opinion of billboards. Mm-hmm, so, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's just the way it read. Um, it's their best-selling album to date. Uh, 12 times platinum. Certified platinum 12 times. Wow. Making it one of the top 100 best-selling albums of all time in oh the United my. States. So, yeah, so, you know, if you ever heard You Give Love a Bad Name, Living on a Prayer, or Want a Dead or Alive, and then there's a... That's where it came from. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the uh, thing here. I'm going to take a look at the track listing. Let uh, It Rock. Let It Rock, You yeah, Give I Love a Bad Name, Living on a Prayer, Social yeah. Disease, Want a Dead or Alive, Raise Your Hands, Without mm-hmm. Love, that's, that's I funny. Die for You. I would never, never Say Goodbye. Right. Wild in the Streets. Wild in the Streets. Oh, wild, wild in the streets, wild in the sheets, baby. I don't know what you're talking about. Eat the pudding. Eat pudding? Did you see the, that thing I sent you? Bill Cosby? <laughs> Pixar? Yes. yes, yes. I sent it to my sister. I didn't get any kind I, of I, I could not think of anything really, really funny to, to say. <laughs> it was pretty funny as it was. Yes, yes. Usually, I, especially when it comes to Bill... I have some things to say, but nothing really popped into my head. Yeah, that's eh, all right. Sometimes it's uh, better. Exactly. So, anyways, <clears throat> um, he uh, and Sambora co-wrote nine out of the ten tracks. Oh, interesting. All right. So, um, but eventually, you know, he branched out. He did some solo albums. He's done several solo albums. He hasn't done mm-hmm. just. I remember he did a solo album, and I remember hearing something, uh, seeing a video on MTV. Um, for one oh. time, yeah, and then I. But apparently, he's done several, um, uh, solo albums, okay. and um, he has a very eclectic influences. And the reason he says that he does these, that's the his broke away. 
broke. I'm going to say why he broke away from Bon Jovi. This isn't the reason why he broke away from Bon Jovi. This is why he started doing solo albums. But uh, he started doing it because he just wanted to do explore other sounds, other sure. types of music. Okay. Like he has stuff that's that's very like more like an Americana kind of thing. He has Ooh. stuff that's kind of influenced by like David Bowie and stuff like that. Interesting. So he's like interested in a lot of stuff. Like yeah. most musicians don't want to just do the same thing. Over Hello, Metallica. You know, they didn't want to do the same thing. These guys, sure. you know, Rich's like, I, this is great, John. I love this, you know. And they were, you know, they were together 30 some years and there was no, um, there was never any big fights mm-hmm. or anything like that. He sought treatment for alcoholism. The band stood behind him and everything. But what happened was, um, is that he just was, felt like when he, when he got over the alcoholism, right? He felt like I need to be there for my kid. Okay, like I need I I need yeah. to be a dad. And he was like, you know, he's they were rich enough that he was flying around in like private jets and stuff like. Okay, that. he was doing very sure. well, so he didn't really need right to you know yeah. be in Bon Jovi, and it hurt them. They were like really lost because like he not only he's part of the band not only his is he their guitar player uh-huh. he's a huge part of the band's identity exactly of course and he's a songwriter for the band and mm-hmm. he is a great singer um does works very well um, oh yeah the with harmonies? Bon Jovi singing yeah, yeah. Uh, singing supporting vocals and stuff like that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um but he sought treatment for that and lost his also lost his father uh, mm. to cancer mm. and um so these he had some events that happened him and sure. Heather Locklear uh, broke up. What what people forget is that he was with Cher for a bit. Wow. Before Heather. Yes. And Heather and Denise Richards were friends, but Next thing you they know. all swear Heather and Denise all swear like no, there was no. Oh. I I she was, she was like I didn't take Richie away yes. from that from you know they had, they had been broken up for a while sure, or whatever. Sure. And um, then he ended up dating Orianthe, and I'm not sure if he's still there. You know, yeah, this know. is celebrity stuff. I know it's not like real music stuff, but you know. We like this is an era where, like, you know, I mean, you were a hot guitar player, you got, you hot, got chicks. hot chicks. That's how it was. Um, I think that his guitar collection, I heard this, uh, but I have a feeling he's got to have more guitars than this oh, yeah. 135 guitars. No, he's got to have, have more than, than that. He's got to. Um, claims that he even wrote more, it was more of an influence on the songwriting than Bon Jovi uh, gave mm. him credit for. Mm-hmm, but there maybe. is no animosity, and they have oh, since uh, patched all differences and whatnot. Um, oh, this is it. This I, I, I missed this right here. Oh, the, uh, um, yes. So he did a fan, he did a deal, and he's he's had multiple. Um, I believe he had a deal with Kramer as well, but he did well. But he did a deal with Fender. Okay. For the Richie Sambora Paisley Strats, it's not interesting. Yeah, there these are like a Paisley with like a black kind of like um thing not like the paisley strats that are like the funky pink and all that right so this is like a, almost a flat if i'm remembering correctly it's like a flat black with the paisley kind of embossed in well, it well i think that we could probably just if only up, there was some way we could up, reach out picture. into the universe and, and, and i know gain information like this mm-hmm. <laughs> if only your computer were faster Oh my goodness! Uh, there we go. Let's take a look. Let's roll up onto the sidewalk and take, take a, a look. look. Well, that's a Stratocaster. No, hold on, hold Where's on. Where's the telecast? hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. It's, it's, it's I, I, you have to put the word Paisley and Zambora. Oh, okay. 
There we go. Now let's roll up into the side. That's, 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 oh, that's, that's it. pretty. That's it. Now, that's a foreign one. You're not going to buy this guitar. <laughs> I'm playing with my cord, everybody. We're not. You're not going to buy this guitar for $319. No. Um, oh, but, okay. But yeah, it's, yeah. But it is. They made 60 that, of that, them. That might be one. 4300 Yeah, yeah. They made, yeah. They made, they made, they that's made 60. That's pretty. They also made <clears throat> a Japan non-export. So there's ones that were only, but they are floating around. Oh, I you watched can, a video with a guy today who actually has a Fender. Wow, fifty um, four hundred dollars. Yeah, has a. Well, it's not that. That's oh, that's not, a different one. Yeah, yeah, that's a different one. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, he said they are four and five grand if you get the U.S. one. He his he somehow ended up with a um, a, a Japanese one, but they weren't okay. ever supposed to be exported. Oh. They were like, well, you know, people buy them. People they buy them, them, they, they, them they, exactly. Yeah, yeah, but they were never sent to stores over here. Wow. But the original um, uh, run of American-made guitars are, uh, um, uh, there were 60. And now, if you notice on here, you see like this kind of almost yellowing kind mm-hmm, of thing. Mm-hmm. This is an awesome aging thing that had just naturally happened to the finish. Oh, okay. It looks really cool, doesn't it? Because the whole thing neat. is supposed to be more like the pick guard. Right. You know, it's really, I really, like really cool. It's a very cool guitar. Yes. Um, so, you know, he's 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 into the whole um, guitar thing as, yes, as yes. well. Let's hear some of his. Yes. Um, I would like that. Solos. Let's hear some Han solos. Not Han solos. <laughs> Here we go. Again, like Neil Schoen, like very melodic, fits yeah, the song perfectly. Exactly, yeah, yeah. You know, hear all the great influences from the great classic guitarists. The difference is, here's the difference between Neil Schoen and Richie Sambora. Yes. Richie Sambora came after Van Halen. Oh, okay. He's AVH. Yeah, yes. Neil Schoen is BVH. BVH, yes, yes. See, that is definitely something right there that is something mm-hmm. from that Van Halen school. Right. Mm-hmm. 
born to be my baby. This is on New Jersey. Oh, yeah, that's right. is a fucking barn burner. I'll be there for you. Big power ballad thing. He's got the neck pickup for this. Very throaty. Yeah, that's, that's a strat neck pickup. It's very yeah. throaty sounding. Never say goodbye to the ballad. So that's a little sampling of those two gentlemen. I just think that they are uh, um, both really great guitar players. So I just definitely not think get enough love. No, no. And it's one thing to to hear the music, especially as musicians. What's up, pal? Aaron Cohen. <laughs> um, but it's another thing to have somebody like sit down where you can actually watch them play the solo, and you realize, wow, that guy, the guy, you know, Neil or Richie, were absolutely brilliant when they came up with this stuff. 
Right. And and uh, and a lot of Neil's stuff isn't um Richie is more we he's got the Van Halen kind of thing on. So yeah, it's a little yeah. bit more um uh technically I don't know, a little more in the shreddery exactly. kind of realm. Yeah, yeah. You know, Neil doesn't really do much. He's got a, he's got some flourishes that he likes to put in, like uh-huh. leading up he's trying right. to build up to something, he'll put a yep. flourish uh-huh. in there, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. He's mainly all about just playing like amazingly melodic mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um just it, it everything you can sing everything it's it's like oh that's a little melody that's a little yep, melody. I like yep, that exactly little, you know it's not just like you know flying a little bit but uh, yeah um richie sambora um neil shown uh long life great success great yes. success yes great success great success um there are some um we did i guess mr pittsburgh watched himself the, did you watch the grammy is that what you were saying no, no, I just heard it through the grapevine. Heard it through the Grammy vine. That this happened. About this Julian uh, uh, <clears throat> Baker. Backer? What are you talking about? Is that her name? Julian ba- Baker? Baker. Baker, ba- yeah. How do you get back? Okay, it's Julian Baker. Well, I wasn't looking at it. <clears throat> I was, I You're clicked, silly. I clicked over to Boy Genius. You're but a she's s- a member now of Boy Genius. Right. And, um... Uh, well, here's the, here's the thing about Julian is, like, about seven, eight years ago, a friend of mine is like, have you ever heard of Julian Baker? I'm like, who's he? She goes, no, 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 she's a she. And uh, they turned me on to um, Julian Baker, young young lady, and her oh uh, appearance at on the <laughs> little desk. <laughs> I'm going to smack you. The little desk um, The little deuce desk. And I was really impressed with, like, for as young as she was, probably in her early 20s at this point. Oh, um, dude, no. She's 14. Look at this. This is from, We're going to play a second of this. She's very good. This is from All Songs Considered. (laughs) But she's using a looper here. So she's essentially playing along with something she just performed. Which I thought was very cool. Wish I could write songs about anything other than death I can't go to bed without drawing the red shaving off breaths each one so heavy each one so cumbersome each one Got a beautiful voice. It's a beautiful yeah. piece of music. Yeah, exactly. But so, she looks like she's about fourteen. She was actually twenty-one there. Damn. Yeah. She's like yeah. a little baby. And guess what? She's in Boy Genius now. Yeah. And she didn't look even that much that much older. No, that was that was seven years ago, and now. She's in. Um, the only singer in this band. Right, um, right. The, so, the other young ladies are performing. Yeah, Boy Genius consists of Julian Baker, Phoebe Bridgers, and Lucy Dacus. Uh, and the only reason this kind of like popped into my uh, memory again from, from Julian 
was uh, Boy Genius, the the three girl group that we just mentioned, actually won three ga- three Grammys, three Grammys last night, three Grammys last night, which I thought was actually very kind of cool because it's somebody who is, um, you know, Jolene. Like I I knew about her years and years and years ago, and I figured, well, you know, whatever happened to her? Well, she won. Three fucking Grammys is what she did. So uh, she's busy doing a couple things. I think so. This is called Strong Enough. Unless some of those people are trans, there isn't a set of testicles on this stage. Oh, all the uh, all the background people. Yes. <laughs> Okay, cool. So check yep. them out. I'll yeah. put links in there. Okay, now I want to talk about yes. um, a band called Hindsight Hero. Um, these, uh, our, uh, I interviewed the singer for this band many years ago. Oh. She was in a band that I really liked from Pittsburgh called Highway 4. Ah, uh, yes. Kelly. Yes, Kelly Nicole. And this is her latest project. It's in the projects, man. Oh, my goodness. Go down to the projects. This is called... Um, Hindsight Hero, and the track is, as soon as this, Fade Away. I want to hear it. I want to hear it, Kelly. It's going to, it's going to play. It's going to play. Come These, on now. Things a little slow on the internet. Yes. That's not your mic cable. That's not the video. I know. <laughs> oh, my. There she is. My girl. Good rock wow, and roll. I call go. that good rock and roll. I like that. Yes, I like that yes. very much. Uh, hindsight Hero, you can... Uh, I The best thing to do is to go to YouTube mm-hmm. um, and then mm-hmm. all the stuff. There's a link to their link tree backslash Hindsight Hero, but I still am not seeing... I, e- I actually sent her a message. I said, where's like your... Okay. 
Here we go. Here, okay. Here's a All sort right. of a bio. Uh, hindsight a Hero's debut, Fade Away, delves into the labyrinth of ambition, uh, navigating a world where vices and distractions threaten to divert the pursuit of greatness. Oh my. The song with its observational perspective, skillfully wields sarcastic and friendly tones, mm-hmm. offering up, uh, offering an uplifting yet profound narrative. It resonates deeply, shedding light on the universal struggle to stay with uh, the course amid life's uh, perilous diversions, creating a poignant musical journey through the complexities of chasing one's aspirations wow. and a challenging world wow it's very so i just think it's like great rock and roll yeah yeah so glad to see her again yeah they yeah sounds good it's a Mm kick-ass song and i'm looking Mm -hmm. forward to them putting more more out you can check if you like these bands um we have our own new and notable um playlist on youtube so you can listen to all this music and you can hit the shuffle button mix it up and cool you know if you if you guys know some stuff you want us to share with uh with the audience we'd be uh Yes, please let us know. We'd be happy to please to, to let us com- know. Accommodate you. Accommodate you. I'm coming to date you. I'm coming to date you. So, um, speaking of that, real quick before we wrap up for today, just want to say that um, I have been. I've talked to our good friend Lily. Yes. And I don't want to get everybody excited, but I think she's going to come and hang out next week. Oh, that's awesome! I saw her today. I happen to be looking at my. Uh, I'm not, dude, folks. Dude, dude, looking yeah, out. I'm my not stalking bedroom. Lily. I live in the apartment above hers. You're happen to look out. She was walking out, so I made some references to uh, Extreme and Living Color, which is what she was on her way to go see. Extreme so. Living Color. That's what. That's what I said. They should. Have, they should have named the tour that Extreme Living Color. Oh my God. Oh, um, yeah. No. Um, well, uh, well, hopefully I saw she will. I Jimmy miss Landing's guitars uh, Facebook had a picture. I guess Vernon Reed yeah. had come in there. Oh, really? I got to, I took pictures with him. Oh, that's you know, awesome. Cool. Needed to sit back out of me for a set of strings. I do a funny story about. Um, <clears throat> I'm just gonna say the guy's name. Go ahead, say okay, it. Okay, because like I'm a huge Joe Bonamassa fan. Sure, it's you by are. no means like maybe, but. Some people that in stuff music think he's like, I well see he Joe grew up. His dad owns a music store, right? So he's very conscientious when he go when he has to stop. He needed to buy a guitar stand or something like that. Uh-huh. And he's very kind of like doesn't want to get ripped off. He doesn't want people to be like, oh, it's Joe oh, he's got, yeah, we're gonna charge him double. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. So I guess he got in a little bit of a you know not an argument, but it kind of was like challenging what they were asking uh-huh. for for this guitar stand. He wanted them to like, right? You know what I mean? And he's like, my he says he says my dad owns a music store. I'm like, I know what these things cost, right? You know exactly. Stuff. So he tried, to, and I guess oh, I guess funny. the the guys that and stuff music weren't impressed. <laughs> so he's not like, um, you know, some the people that were in on that weren't real impressed. Yeah, I sh- I'm, I'm wondering, should I take the day off and the day the cheap trick is in town, just hang out at Guitar Gallery in the hopes <laughs> that Rick happens would to Would it be Guitar in. Gallery or would he hang out at Pittsburgh Guitar See, that's just it. I don't know. Because Vic's not down there currently, you know? Yeah, he might totally fool you. might be at um, Walmart. I know. Buying Walmart new, buying my new buying, un, buying new underwear buying GHS strings. You never know in the back of Walmart. Look, it isn't all strings. Sometimes you have. Sometimes, yeah, you, need sometimes toilet, you need underwear. You need toilet paper. Like That's you don't true. know. You know. What I mean, these guys wipe their ass. What? No. 
Not not my guitar gods. No. They don't defecate. Uh, there is a guitar show coming up. <laughs> I know. So we're going to be going to that and letting you guys know about that. Oh but guys, God. thanks so much for hanging out with Go to rockrageradio.com, download the free app. Free. We really love those guys. Uh, you can hear great music programming 24-7, including the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus, yeah. Hot Licks with Lily Six, and a bunch of other awesome jocks are on there as well. Um, check out ludinirockandrollcircus.com for all your Ludini needs. Get more information mm-hmm. about what we do, past episodes, interviews, all kind of fun stuff like that. Also, this is how you find out about our private Facebook group, and then you can find out about how to get on some of our lives. Um, and don't forget to patronize. If you are a musician, uh, check out wolfscustoms.online or find them on social media. Yes. Uh, for uh, custom artwork for your musical instrument. Um, what do you think, Mr. Pittsburgh? you have anything you think? Uh, you're going to see Cheap Trick this week? No, no, no. It's in May. Oh, in May. Uh, so Ryan Green in the comments had mentioned our uh, Van Halen light switch. I just want to say that is from Wolfie. Yeah, Wolf Customs. Yeah, Wolf yeah. Customs. So there you go. Yeah, that's very cool. All right. Um, we're going to have Hindsight Hero play us out. Yeah. This is a great jam. Uh, feel free to, uh, you know, in the in the in our Facebook groups, to, to like throw us a uh, shout out and ask if you something you want us to talk about. Yeah. Um, I don't know exactly what we're gonna do next week. We won't be doing Rush. There'll be no Rush next week. No, no. no, no. <laughs> Lily hates Rush. So um, <laughs> see if we can. Here's yes? what I always say. Okay. If the if two giant Rush nerds like us right can hang out on and do a podcast with somebody who hates Rush. Yeah. Then you Democrats then and you Republicans can world. find a way to get along. Right? <laughs> Seriously. Oh, God. Oh, I love yeah. you guys. Hey, Yours. you guys have a wonderful week. We'll catch you all in the next Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. See ya.